thank you so much for uh, the communion and thank you so much for the worship. It's just amazing how sometimes circumstances will force us to walk into our destiny. And I believe that that's what's happening right now, even with our worship team. And it's just a beautiful thing. They did a fantastic job. Give them a hand. Sometimes we look so far away when all we got to do is look in the mirror sometimes and say, okay, Lord, send me. I remember one time I was in India, this pastor told me, he says, here am I, send you. I was like, hey, that ain't, is that the way the scripture goes? No, I don't think so. But um, just, you know, I just want to reinforce uh, our volunteer. We're going to be doing volunteering, sign up for the next two weeks, this week and next week. If you're already in a, in a ministry and, you, and you're doing it, still sign up because we want the data. We're going to have the things. We want to find the leaders, and we want to um, do training. We want to encourage you. We want to bless you. Now, here's what I want to do again. I uh, did it before, but if you do anything in this church already, please stand. If you do anything in this church. Now, you could give them a hand clap. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much for your volunteering. Praise God. It's just, you know, we wouldn't be doing anything if it wasn't for you guys. And the staff can only go so far, but it's everybody putting their hands together and doing the things that God's called us to do. So I'm excited about that. Praise the Lord. Anybody know which um, podium I'm using today? Jerry Butler. Had a great uh, celebration of his life this week. It was such a beautiful service, um, just the singing, the worship, the word of God. It was just amazing, absolutely amazing. I'm just thankful for that. We just continue to pray for his wife and the family and just, you know, um, God will just see him through this hard time because it's never easy. You know, we all know we're going to heaven, but ain't nobody in a hurry, right? I mean, you know, I, I, I want to go to heaven, but I'm still eating my vitamins, working out, trying to say, hey, Lord, keep me a couple more days, please. But there's only one way we can go unless Jesus comes and grabs his church and brings them up in the air. But uh, we all go through the channel. We go through the valley of the shadow of death. But he said he'll be with you even through that time. So it's so grateful. I'm so grateful for the promises of God that we have. I just wanted to share a little bit. We don't have too much time, but I mean, I did want to share a little bit. Did you know that um, Jesus Christ himself was a volunteer? You're like, Brother Andrew, are you preaching false doctrine? No, I would never do that. I, want to, I just want to talk about the Bible. But Jesus Christ was a volunteer. And uh, in John chapter 10, verse 14 and 18, and this is the New Living Translation, Jesus said this, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too, and they are not in the sheepfold, but I must bring them in also. How many know there's more sheep out there? And he must bring them in. God is, I believe the only reason why God hasn't come and just taken care of the business of this world and stopped it right now is because we, he has some of our grandkids, some of our fathers, our mothers. He has people out there 
that he's tugging on their heart saying, I want to give you a chance and I want to bring you to me. So he has other sheep and he said, I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and, they, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. It's not going to be, you know, when we get to heaven, it ain't going to be at the Baptist over here, Methodist over there, Catholic over there. There ain't no segregation in, church, in heaven. It's going to be people who love Jesus. You know, all our religion is going to fall to the ground when we see the Master, the Lord and our Savior up in heaven. When we see His eyes and we look into His face and we say, Lord, somehow you let me in here. It's going to be awesome. But there's not going to be religion there. It's going to be one shepherd and one church. It says, they will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The Father loves me because I sacrifice my life so that I might take it up again. No one can take my life from me. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it. Here's where I, I get he's a volunteer. I sacrifice it voluntarily. Yeah, you mean Jesus signed one of these things beforehand? Yeah, he did. He signed it with the Father. He said, Lord, I, he said, Father, I'm going down. The Bible talks about Jesus being the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. He already signed his volunteer sheet. He already knew that he was going to come before they even made the mountains and the seas and everything else. Jesus knew that he was going to come down. And you know, sometimes it's harder if you volunteer than to be forced, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I was in the Army, and I volunteered to get in the Army. And the reason why I volunteered, because I wanted the GI Bill, I wanted free dental, I wanted medical, and guess what? I wanted to go to Hawaii. Anybody want to go to Hawaii? I spent three years there. And Hawaii got some mountains you don't know about. I found almost every mountain in Hawaii. They made me walk up it with a backpack full of stuff. But it was fun. But I volunteered. Didn't nobody force me to do it. I volunteered. And when I went in the Army, I was like, man, I'm going to do, before I go in there, I'm going to practice my push-ups. I'm going to practice running. Man, I was so much in shape. By the time I got to basic training, I was like, man, is that all the faster you guys are going to go? My one drill sergeant told me, give me 10. And I went down, pow, 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 pow. Get, I get up, yes. He goes, give me 10 again, pow, 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 pow. I gave him 10. He did it about three times. He goes, man, you're having too much fun. Get out of here. It's all right when you volunteer. Things are more pleasurable. We don't want to be forced to do the things. Well, that's why even in our volunteer that we're doing here, and we're going to have them all out there, but we want to learn about your spiritual gifts, where your gift at, where you want to do things. God doesn't want us to make us do things that we don't want to do. He wants to help compel us to do the things that he wants us to do, that we want to do, that we're gifted to. Jesus said, no man takes my life from me, but I sacrifice it voluntarily. Why? For I have authority to lay it down when I want and also to take it up again. For this is what my father has told me. Hallelujah. Didn't nobody grab Jesus and drag him down to the cross? Didn't nobody have to take him and force him down? He laid himself down. He, he gave himself voluntarily to the enemy because he knew if he didn't do that, we'd be a some messed up people, wouldn't we? 
We wouldn't have a second chance. We wouldn't have a chance to make up for all the wrong that we've done. We'd never have a chance to find peace and find pur purpose and to find destiny. We would, we'd be lost without hope. But thank God Jesus laid himself down. You remember when he was in the garden? And the soldiers came to grab him. And John's uh, occasion of it, they went to grab him and they all fell back and landed on the ground. It's like God's like, I could lay him down and I could whoop you guys. I ain't gonna. Just watch them all lay down there. And then actually, remember when um, one of them took up a sword and sliced the ear off one. He's like, man, I am doing this voluntarily. Give me that ear. It's healed. What? Talk about quick surgery. Healed them to show them that we're not going to fight by sword. We're not going to fight by weapons of this world, but we're going to believe God for the destiny of all mankind. Jesus, when he was on that cross, he died. He shed his blood, his precious blood for us. We, we celebrate it today in memory again. The broken body. Think about it. If he was forced to do this, he would never, he would never say, thank you, Lord, for this bread. He'd be like, man, I don't like this bread, and I don't want to be broken. But he said he thanked God, and he blessed God for the blood, the bread, the bread and the wine because he was volunteering for us. You know, God is big enough and great enough that why he was breaking that bread on two, over 2,000 years ago, that through his mind, I'm sure names drew up. Your name, my name, your children's name, your grandkids' name. He says, I'm doing this because I know that if I don't shed my blood, if I don't volunteer for the church, that they would be lost without hope. Hallelujah. Jesus knew us while he was on the cross. Hallelujah. You know, I don't like, I don't like when I foreknow I'm going to go in pain. Do you, anybody like that? I mean, it's all right if it's an accident. I mean, it's not all right, but hey, at least, you know, you didn't think that's going to happen. Boom, you're in it. I mean, I don't even like, I don't even like getting shots. Who likes getting shots? You know, shots, I'm talking about, you know, medical shots, not bang, bang, bang shots. Not, <laughs> talk about shots. In the army, we got a lot of shots, didn't we, in the military? Oh, who's all been in the military? You was a pincushion for a little bit, weren't you? And it didn't matter what kind. They had those air guns that like, oh, the juice be running out. You sure any stayed in there? But I, I, I like when I get a shot even now today, I, I can handle it, but I ain't looking. I'm not, I'm not looking at that shot. I'm not like, watch that needle go. I'd be like. But instead, I turn my head away. I know it's going to come and take a leg of me. No. But Jesus knew. He knew that he's going to die. He knew that he was going to be spit on. He knew that his, his back would be ripped apart. He knew that he'd be betrayed by his disciples. He said, I lay down my life. And Peter says, I will lay down my life for you too, Jesus. I'm Peter. And Jesus said, no, bro, before the rooster crows a couple times, guess what? You can deny me three times. He says, I will never, I will give my life for you. 
Everybody gives Peter bad, bad raps, don't they? Because he did do exactly what Jesus said. But guess what, where the other disciples were? They're gone too. They're off doing their thing. Because when fear hits you and what the enemy hits you, you don't know what you'll do. We, can, we can't do things on our own. We need the power of God. That's why Jesus said, after you're converted, Peter, after you are converted, after the Holy Spirit comes down and dwells in your body, you'll be able to be the rock that I called you to be. But till then, you're just in religion and relationship. You know about me, but you don't know me because I'm not in you. Actually, when he foretold that he was going to go, the disciples were weeping. He said, you wouldn't be weeping if you really knew what was going to happen. One day, you're going to have the spirit that rose me from the dead dwelling in your body. And you're going to have power and authority and confidence and boldness that you never had before. Peter denied Jesus and wept bitterly. Thought he could never get back right with God. But look what God did. Gives him in an upper room. Hangs out with a bunch of Christians. Before you know it, he gets filled with the Holy Spirit. And not many days hence, he's preaching to 3,000 people saying, You crucified him. It's you that put his, him on the cross. He had a boldness and he had a strength because God came in and changed his life. Hallelujah. There ain't no super Christians in here, is there? Anybody got a big S on their chest? Go ahead, pull your shirt open. Let's just see it. I don't think we do. We're weak. We're frail. We need Jesus. We need God. But when God comes in, the Bible says, he went to his own, but they did not receive him. But as many that received him, he gave them the power and the authority to be a Christian. Hallelujah. He said, you could actually, not only I'm going to give you power, but I'm going to give you resource. Here's the resource. In the name of Jesus, we are singing today. He said, I'm going to give you my name. I'm going to give you the authority of my name. In my name, you shall cast out demons. You shall lay hands on the sick. You shall preach the gospel in my name and have power. Hallelujah. There's something about the name of Jesus, isn't there? Everybody say Jesus. Isn't that a cool name? I know when I worked in the cannery and um, uh, a lot of Latino people are Jesus, right? And these guys knew I was a brand new Christian. They go, Andrew, Jesus is out there. Because they got on their helmet, they got the head, the head thing, and it said, Jesus. So I said, Jesus out there. I went out there. And it's like, bro, what's your name? Jesus. I said, so they told me Jesus out here. All right, okay. But the name of Jesus, it's the name of Jesus. There's no other name given among men whereby we can be saved. But the name of Jesus. You know, even the, the sons of Sceva, and I'm, I'm off a little bit, but I'm going to try and get back to where I need to be because we need to be get, getting out done in a fairly short time. Somebody say amen to that. It don't matter if you say amen, I'm going. But remember the sons of Sceva. They seen Paul and Silas and Barnabas casting out demons, and these guys were priests. He was a chief priest, and he took his sons, and he went into the house where this, this guy was demonically possessed, and he says, I adjure you by the name of Jesus who Paul preaches. Come out of this guy. And you know what the devil told him? Jesus I know, and Paul I know, 
but who are you? And they put a whooping on them so bad they left the house half naked and bleeding. Come on now. We cannot fight against the enemy with our own strength. We need the power of Jesus Christ in our life, and then we have power. I believe the youngest, brand-new Christian has power over the enemy. Because as soon as you receive Christ, you automatically have a source in you. Greater is he that is what? In you than he that is in the world. This is a victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. A little child Christian. I've heard of people taking young Christians, and when they needed some really good prayer, where they get some breakthrough, they take somebody before they got all religious, before they got so sophisticated that they knew the Greek and the Hebrew, they just took Jesus at the word and just prayed for somebody sick and see them get healed. Come on now. Sometimes we get so much into our intellect, and I'm not against intellect because I love it. I love the wise, I love intellect, I like education. I get me some education right now. I don't mind that. But we need to just get back to the, ba the basic, simple faith in believing God and trusting God for what we do and how we do it. Amen. Jesus was a volunteer. Aren't you glad he volunteered for us? Come on now. You know, they back to like when they used to try and get people to join the army, they had a picture of Uncle Sam, and he says, Uncle Sam wants you. Guess what? Jesus wants you. But the rewards are far greater. The rewards are so much better. You know, we think about the end times and how things are going. If you read Matthew 24, it shows all these things lining up. And then Matthew 25 talks about people with gifts and talents and all these things that they had. And there'll be a separation between the sheep and the goat. And then it talks about in Matthew 25 where Jesus said, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you put clothes on me. When I needed shelter, you took me in. And the guy said, when did I do that? I don't remember seeing Jesucristo. I was just helping a, a homeless person. I was just helping somebody in need. And Jesus said this to him, as much as you've done to the least of these, you've done it unto me. So as when we work and as we serve and as we volunteer, as we do the things that God has called us to do, we're doing it to Jesus. And when Jesus made that pro proclamation, it's when he comes back in his full glory and he's bringing his church together He's going to have those remarks that whatever you did for me, whatever you did for them, it was for me. How many want to hear those good words? You want to hear it? You want to hear Jesus say, you did it for me? Man, I thought I was just giving a, giving a dollar to this guy. No, you did it to me. You gave a dollar to Jesus. I thought I was giving somebody a ride, and it was just, you know, he needed a ride, so I was trying to help a brother out. No, it was more than that. You did it for Jesus. That's why, you know, I, I always use the scripture, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know that your labor's not in vain in the Lord. Well, I love, I love where um, in the Amplified Bible, and I'm going to be closing with this scripture, so don't get nervous on me. Anybody get nervous? Don't do it. We're good. Okay, as long as I got Trevor's okay, I'm good. Another 20 minutes, here we go. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor, I appreciate that. 
Therefore, my beloved brethren, this is in the Amplified Version, the same scripture of be steadfast, unmovable. Therefore, my beloved brethren and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than that, that is needed. Being con continuously aware of your labor, even to the point of exhaustion. You mean, do you mean that volunteers, sometimes you have sacrifice and you get work hard, you get tired, and you ain't even, get, you ain't even on the clock? Ain't no OT on that one? No bennies? Well, you got the bennies because you're in good hands with God. But sometimes it's through exhaustion. It says, in the Lord, you, uh, in the Lord is not futile nor wasted. It is never without purpose. Listen to this, what it says in the message, message Bible. It says this, with all this going on for us, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground and don't hold back. Throw yourself into the work of the master, confident that nothing you do is a waste of time or effort. It might not be a big old deal. It might be just, hey, I'm going to take one day to drive that bus instead of somebody driving it every Sunday. I'll just take one Sunday, the last Sunday. I'm going to do it as unto the Lord. And I know my labor is not in vain. And God will bless you for that. Because he said, be not weary and well-doing, for in due season you shall reap. If we all work together, and as we um, place just a little bit, I'm not talking about everybody working so you ain't, can't love your family, can't see things, do things, be entertained, shoot some hoop, eat some food, go hunting. I'm not talking about taking all that away from you. But you can give a day or a week or some time of your gifting and your efforts for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He made the greatest sacrifice. He said, greater is no sacrifice than this, than for someone to lay his life down and give his life for another. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's stand. Father, I just thank you for volunteering for every single one of us that you sent your son who was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, who humbled himself. You said, let this minor, let this attitude be in us also, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, who came in the form of flesh, but came as a servant and served others, Father. Help us to have a heart of servantry, and help us, Father God, to serve you with all your might, all our might and all our soul and all our heart. I pray that you'll put that on our heart, and we'll be workers together with you and You'll be honored, you'll be blessed in this church, which you already are, but help us to be even more efficient and to be more aware of that. In Jesus' name, amen. What I want to do is I do want to give an opportunity. Uh, to, um, Zach will come up and give me a little, or somebody. There we go, Dave. Hey, look at my bro, Dave, man. This is my bro, man. I know he's hiding out here, man. Come on, give me a little tune over there, bro. But I just want to give an opportunity, if you want to give your life to the Lord today, or just recommit your life, and just say, Lord, I want to surrender everything to you. I've been strayed away, or I have not lived the life that I was supposed to live. When we do our communion, we should be 
thinking and examine ourselves. And you, you had time to do that. Now's the time where you can make a commitment and give your life to the Lord or recommit your life to the Lord or just say, I want to get closer to God. If you want to do that, you can raise your hand and say, Pastor Andrew, I want to give my life to the Lord or recommit my life today. You raise your hand. Amen. I see that hand. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe there's more in here that say, I, want to, I just want to surrender everything to Jesus. I want to surrender my life. He, he gave, he volunteered for me. I want to volunteer for him. If you want to give your life to the Lord, you can raise your hand right now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, what I'll do is I'll release you. If you raise your hand, you want to come up, we're going to pray for you. My wife and I will pray for you and give you some uh, material to help you in this new commitment. So God bless you and go in peace. Amen. Don't forget to sign up.